Lay. Zerk. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. Good evening, Holy Family. Today is Friday, February 28th, wrapping up February, I guess in one more day. It's a, it's a long February this year and what sounds like a really awesome weekend. So hopefully you'll be able to get out and enjoy some of that. Should be a nice drive for those of us headed northeast to Epworth for the show choir show. Can't wait for that first one. I'll be joined shortly uh, by Mary Peterson the Director of Adult Faith Formation for the Archdiocese. So a really special guest to have today. And uh, first, let's just dig right into, um, let's dig into the, the Holy Family Newsletter in what we call The Buzz. So there is a lot buzzing, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff going on. Just looking at the newsletter um, for the month of March, there is a whole lot coming up here. Several things new in the backpack that I don't usually point these out in the happenings, but I want to here um, in, uh, in Positively Family so you know that there's a family satisfaction survey that's going out um, as of today. It'll be out for the next little more than two weeks. Now We're, we're even going to have iPads out during the uh, conferences coming up just because we really want to get feedback from all of you, our parents. Um, so that'll really help us with this early phase of our strategic planning. So please take a few minutes and give us your feedback in that survey. We really appreciate it. And then also there's a link in there for spring conferences signups. So we have those in Sign Up Genius. Both of those links are also in the electronic backpack for future reference. But I wanted to point those out as well. Just a whole lot of stuff going on um, in Holy Family. We, again, we have spring conferences coming up, so please make sure you sign up and give us that feedback in the survey. And then there are uh, enrollment forms. Uh, there's some different emails and things like that information. Today was the deadline, so if you're listening to this, maybe you want to shoot an email with your registration material if you're listening and you haven't done that yet. But we were going to waive the fee, or we are waiving the fee for anyone who turns in that material by today. So go ahead and shoot me an email if you haven't turned in your material today, but you want to register for next year. Really excited about uh, what our enrollment numbers look like for next year. Just a whole lot of really nice families filling up our preschool and our summer program. And next year, just a lot of really nice families looking at transferring in and uh, looks like potentially a really nice size kindergarten class for next year as well. So God is good. World's finest chocolate sale information. Um, just the little addition here is the Easter sales. So your kids came home with flyers today. I think that went home with all the youngest and only students from each of the buildings. So uh, you can buy Easter candy now from World's Finest. Those are also in the electronic backpack. And then, of course, our plant sale is coming up. So thank you, Shelly Hughescamp, for uh, kicking that off for us. Information about that was sent home with youngest and each family as well for that one. And there are links for that also in the electronic backpack backpack and then nurse sean uh just sent a reminder again that uh the hearing screening that was supposed to take place over at the elementary on february 13 was rescheduled for march 10th at both buildings and then thank you uh for the bagels and treats that were at school this morning that was awesome um really really nice to have our teachers be thought of and remembered we know you're busy too so thank you for taking time to do that from your busy schedule 
Then at LaSalle in the middle school news, uh, center stage show choirs doing their pie fundraiser, both an order form and a flyer for that are in the backpack. And there's more information here. And thank you again, Shelly Hughescamp, for chairing yet another activity. And of course, we're selling those of the St. Jude Parish fish fries. I think we sold out by like 6 o'clock today. It was really, really something. Uh, LaSalle Speech Festival then has also been rescheduled. That is going to be this Thursday, March 5th. The festival runs 9.15 until noon 30 over at Xavier. It should be a really, really good time. So if you can, come and check it out, especially if you have a kiddo who is in that. And then for uh, conferences coming up on March 9th and March 12th, uh, we'd love it if parents would sign up to help make meals to feed the staff because they work a really, really long day on those days and you want them to be well fed. So they are thinking straight while they are chatting with everyone about kiddos. So thank you for considering. There's a link both in the LaSalle conference meals and there's another one later on in the newsletter for the Jude's conference meals. So thank you for that. Then uh, Regis LaSalle Middle School Track um, is still needing some track coaches. So please email Dan over at Regis if you think you might be interested. His email and phone number are both in the newsletter. And then there's been some interest in intramurals and open gym. So please talk to Mr. Dole about that. It'd be really great if we had a few parents stop up to spend the time with the kiddos and watch. And we'll figure out exactly how we're going to do that. It'll be a new offering. We want to make sure we do it right, but we're excited to have that coming your way. Then over in the elementary, again, like I said, there's a link there for signing up for conferences, meals at the elementary building. And we also still need some more volunteers to help out in the lunchroom. That's a really fun way to see your kids. If you can take an hour away from work or if your schedule is flexible, uh, I really recommend doing that. It's great to get to see your kids at school, especially at lunchroom. They're just having fun. Then there's the Usborne Books and More Book Fair. It was coming up March 9th through 12th. So that'll be there during conferences. Uh, there is a full catalog available in the in the Holy Family Happenings newsletter where you can click and then shop and then you click on St. Jude. And there's some no, no, ugh, <laughs> easy for me to say. There are some notes here from the nurse Sean. Um about illnesses at St. Jude. Since we have had an increase in the number of student illnesses this past week, um, we are seeing influenza B strep, and some stomach flu. So students are supposed to be washing their hands a lot at school. We're doing that a lot. And there's hand sanitizer in every classroom. And then we do encourage kids to cough into their elbow and sleeve. Students with a fever of 100 or more are sent home, and they're asked to stay home until they're fever-free for 24 hours without Tylenol or uh, Advil, ibuprofen or acetaminophen, keeping that down. Uh, we're daily washing all the desks. And we're cleaning commonly touched surfaces more frequently. And we encourage staff that are able to stay home too. Uh, so please help us with that. I'm always so impressed because I know it's hard for parents to keep kids home. Um, it's hard for you to stay home from work and rearrange your life. Um, but I'm really impressed with the fact that I really feel like we have a culture that does that. And that's how we take care of each other. So thank you for that. Then spring picture date has been added for Thursday preschool classes preschool 3 a.m. and preschool 4 a.m. Uh, so there's a little bit of information about that. And then I think we just have one more update for um, our Xavier High School and Partner Parishes and Community News, which is just a reminder about the 2020-2021 Xavier High School cheerleading information. All that's coming up starting March 2nd with the parent meeting. And then uh, later on in March, there's more dates there. Uh, and I'll just remind you, down at the bottom of the Holy Family Happenings, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somebody who's pretty engaged with us. Right down at the bottom of the Holy Family Happenings newsletter, uh, you, there, you'll see a place there to review us on Facebook and to review us on Google. It just takes a second, and then it helps give us more what's called SEO, or search engine optimization. That means people can find us, and we want people to find us so that we can continue to offer what we have to more and more people. 
So that's that. That's the newsletter. I hope you find that meaningful. I hope there's good information there for you. Definitely be in touch with us as needed. And I am really excited to share with you um, this interview we have coming up as um, Mary Peterson. Dr. Peterson will be joining us from the Archdiocese of Dubuque, where she serves and leads as the Director of Adult Faith Formation. So she'll be joining us shortly. You're not going to want to miss that. So keep on listening. Thanks for tuning in as always. And again, I hope you enjoy uh, the beautiful weather out there this weekend. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood, the people that you meet each day? All right, so this is People in Your Neighborhood, and I am joined today by Mary Peterson. Hi, Mary. Say hi to everybody. Hi, Zach. Hi, everyone. So, uh, actually, I don't know this. Do people call you Mimi in your professional world? No, or is no, that... no. Okay, so Mimi. Mary Peterson it is. Uh, Dr. Mary Peterson. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to your education later. Um, so Mary um, is here to join us, and we'll, well, you're the... Director of Adult Faith Formation for the Archdiocese of Dubuque. So that's a big job. Can you just tell us a little bit uh, about what that is? We really serve, in my role, we really serve parishes and helping them with adult faith formation. We also run um, uh, Archdiocese and wide adult faith formation program called IMPACT. So I direct that. Um, direct the women's conference with my colleague that's Poland. hugely and, successful oh it's fabulous absolutely fabulous so just uh, those are some of the things but mostly we're here to help parishes that's how, what we're doing how long have you been doing the women's conference because it's huge it's right for like, four years hundreds of we, people come or? yes five six seven hundred people women you know five well I think the highest was about 650 wow and that's right here in Cedar Rapids every year yes so the double tree yeah. it's been fabulous yeah I know my wife has enjoyed going yep. the last couple of years. Loves it. Mm -hmm. um, so the director of of somehow in your career or your vocation, you <laughs> ended up as the how am I here? director of how, am I here? how did you get how, there? Why am I here, Zach? Well, first I just want how did you become this? Like what was it, your path to it's a the journey, director of it's adult? a journey. I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband and I have six children. Um I can't say who my favorite is, even though I'm here. It's Laura Zexer. <laughs> anyway, we have six children, and when the kids were all going to school, um, I decided, and because actually Carol Ray Holt invited me into ministry. She oh. said, have you ever thought about becoming, um, uh, working for the church? And actually, I had thought of it. And so How many I, kids did you have at this point? At six. Oh, my gosh. So you were, wow. <laughs> I was in my 40s back wow. then. And so I went back to school at Lawrence College and got my master's. Yep. And I started working at the parish. I worked at St. Ed's for seven years. And St. Ed's I worked, in Waterloo. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And I worked at Columbus High School as a chaplain or a campus minister there for Where a couple years. Where you did amazing things. Yeah, amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then um, this position came open. And so I applied for it. And they said, yes. So I've been working for the Archdiocese for seven years now. It's my eighth year. Seven years already. Wow. Yep. That's really cool. Um <laughs> okay, so when, when she said she's not going to name which kid is her favorite, and I said Laura, actually Mary is my mother-in-law. She is the mother of my wife, Laura. Um, and so you've actually... Grandmother of those fabulous grandchildren. Oh, your four favorite grandchildren. Um, <laughs> we and, have 10 grandchildren. And yes. four of them are better than the rest. <laughs> um, but you've actually been asking me for, I don't know, six, eight, 12 weeks to, to come on the podcast. I, Why did you want to come on so bad? Because it sounds like so much fun. You guys <laughs> have so much fun here. But actually, as I thought about it more and more and more, um, 
of the diocese, we're always talking about parents, um, how to engage parents, how to get them really interested in passing on the faith, how to equip them. And so I think I, I started thinking about that. And I think that's why I am here. You know, why do Catholic schools exist? The only reason they exist, right, is to pass on the mission and the faith of Jesus Christ. But they're not primary. Parents are primary. Parents are primary because they have the greatest influence and they are the first. So Joanne Poland, my colleague, Sherry, says the minute you pick up a crying baby, you start teaching them about who God is. Wow. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. So it's really we it, that whole idea that parents really have to step up to the plate to pass on this faith. Mm -hmm. And the Catholic schools, you can't send them to Catholic schools thinking they're going to do it. Yeah, right. The Catholic schools role is to help the parents. Yeah, makes sense. Preach. Well, actually, so, so <laughs> I am a preacher. The yeah. church, and you'll know this. I, I can't remember where the church says parents are the first teachers. That, that first, is that they are they are primary educators. What is that from though? Was it from the church uh, fathers? The nation. No, Lumen Gentium. Lumen Gentium. Vatican okay. Vatican II documents. Okay. As first teachers and first preachers. And then you. So this is Dr. Mary Peterson. You're listening to people. You did your doctorate in homiletics, homiletics and didn't wasn't your dissertation on? Yes, on parents, parents as first, first preachers. preachers. And so I write a column called Name and Grace in the Domestic Church. And, and so that's in the witness every week, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. So it's the importance of the home, and we call the home the church in the miniature. It's in the a, miniature, like a yeah, mini, okay, like a mini church, and it's the primary. It's the primary of the church because it's the primary place where we pass on the faith. Okay, so you write every week, and you've written a bunch, and you give retreats, and you talk all over the place. But can you give us? Um, to the parents who are listening, a couple of hot takes, a couple of pro tips. Well, I, you know what, Christian Smith, who is a sociologist from the University of Notre Dame, he has done more research than anyone else on how to pass on the faith to children and to adolescents. He's done a lot of studies, and it's really interesting what he said. For it to happen, not that if we do all these things, it guarantees that our children, mm -hmm. right, will stay in the faith, but there are different things that can um, help us along. First. Um, Faith has to be a priority in family, has to be a priority. Not that you're sending them off to do get faith at the school mm -hmm. or that we'll go to mass occasionally mm -hmm. or whatever, but mm -hmm. it needs to be the priority. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Um, he talks about having the faith practices in the home, mm -hmm. that you're praying. Mm -hmm. You know, you're teaching yep. your children how to pray. Yep. Um, you're observing Lent by fasting and doing all those mm -hmm. good things. But he says that it is probably the conversation about God that is really? the greatest witness, that we talk to our kids. We don't preach to them the way that we think of preachers. Right. But we sit around in conversation and talk about how God was present. You know what? At the school, who were who's kind to you? To you? How are you kind to another person? You know, Jesus calls us out of to come out of ourselves and to help other people. So to talk about Jesus in our daily conversation. So I thought that was really interesting that they found that that helps to pass on faith in a big way. Mm -hmm. I just I laughed, Zach. This is so funny. I'll never forget. Um, my mom always said. Uh, she she married my dad. You know my you know my mom and uh -huh. dad so well. And my dad was off to war. And my mom mm -hmm. went into the rectory, and the priest asked her, um, "So you want me to marry? Get you have you marry as soon as dad, your husband, or your Bob comes home from the service?" And he said, 
can you show me your rosary? And That's so right. my mom always said, right. yeah. And she always, she pulled out her rosary. And to me, that was always saying something about her faith, you know, how mm -hmm. critical it was to her. So, you know, telling the stories of faith, telling about how God is in our everyday lives. It was really important. And there's another thing about Christian Smith I really liked. Um, he said, as parents, we have to have high expectations of our children, but that doesn't mean um, that's like a demanding authoritative spirit. He said, it has to be within a warm relationship between the parent and child. Isn't that interesting? Warm it's relationship. Well, it, it makes sense. I mean, in my own experience, you have right. high expectations of your children, but it's always within a warm relationship. So those things are really kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got you got me thinking a whole bunch now. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're thinking a whole bunch. What, you know what was the previous? I have to back up one. I didn't want to interrupt you because you're on a roll. But the previous thing you said before the you know high expectations and warmth, you said conversation. Yeah, so talking about God. Yeah, so not the dinner table, and and you know you do that so. I mean, it looks effortless so seamlessly with your kids and with your grandkids. If a parent is listening, or if there's a parent, you know, in, hypothetically who's sitting at this table, um, who still sometimes feels like, hmm, how do I have this conversation yeah. Yeah. with my eighth grader, with my sixth graders, with my three-year-old, and mm -hmm. um, mentioning God's presence? Because when I taught high school, the kids would, all, I mean, I would always get this question. We'd read Old Testament especially. They'd be like, how come God doesn't do that anymore? Right. I always right. got that question. That God split the Red Sea. God made a flood. God, all these things. Um, Jesus, you know, change water into wine. Yeah. How come yeah. God isn't doing this yeah. Yeah. now? And I can think of a lot of ways to answer it, but I feel like kids want that. Right. Right. But it still feels, for some reason, even to a parent like me who is, you know, I think I am committed to the faith and um, the kids know that. But what, what would be a nice uh, a hack for parents having this conversation with their kids. And maybe it's been... So like what you're saying right now, you know, is why doesn't he do that now? Mm -hmm. Because when Christ came, Jesus Christ came and he rose and he ascended, right? Then he poured down the spirit. Mm -hmm. So now, right? Jesus works through it's us. us. Yep. He works through us. He works through the sacraments. He works through grace. Mm -hmm. um, so the miracles, I think miracles do occur. You bet. I think they still do occur um, for those who have eyes to see and right. ears to hear, right? right? right. But I think um, many ways is talking to our kids about how much Jesus loves them. You know, he, he sacrificed everything mm -hmm. um, because that's where love takes us. Mm -hmm. And so I think talking, I, you know, I tell my, I tell, I tell your kids all the time, <laughs> all the time, how much God loves them. I always say, how could anyone love you more than I do? But God does, you know, yeah. God, I think that whole idea that God loves them infinitely and unconditionally. Yeah. I think that's huge in this, this world today. Our kids need to hear that more than ever. Yeah. Loves them unconditionally, infinitely. Yeah. Well, I think maybe part of it too, it's like, we feel awkward because my kids see me when I lose my temper or they see sure. me, you know, whatever, um, be lazy or whatever <laughs> it might be. And then um, I try to tell them something about God and it's like, who am I? Right. Right. So it's, right. it's really good. And like um, Father Market, um, Ash Wednesday Mass was saying, um, we need to have a spirit of compunction. Like, oh. just be humble and kind of yeah. like, ah, I screw up. Oh, I know? Said, I've so, said, I'm sorry. Well, you never I screw up with our kids. I, I, I <laughs> Kind of walk on water in our house. But, you know, I, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I say that to my kids. 
I do. I'm so sorry. Even now, I apologize to my adult children. You know, we all screw up. We all make yeah. mistakes. Yeah. No, we don't live it perfectly. But that's where you bring in the forgiveness of God, yeah. that Jesus forgives us. And we can start anew always. You know, yeah. I just I love that whole idea. And I think that's what the season of Lent brings us to mercy and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You made a mistake, honey, but... You can, you know, you go to confession, um, go and tell the person next to you, you're sorry, and you're going to start over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of the Christian faith. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm enjoying our conversation, Zach. <laughs> hey, uh, how you? How would you feel about shifting gears and playing a game? All right. We have to do that already. I have so much more to talk about. I know we got to get going, though. Huh? He's <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we got to get going. <laughs> Uh, there are some things calling my uh, calling my name, um, but can you play a game with us before you before yeah, you go before I, I can, run? I can. I just really yep 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 yep. Of course. Okay, go. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite. Okay. Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. All right, Mary. So we are going to play a game called Favorites. Okay. You listen to the podcast, so you probably know how this works. I name yep. a thing. You name your favorite. Or if you have a top three, okay, you can name your favorite three. Uh, favorite movie, like for me, I would say um, Seven. It's like a creepy movie from the '90s mm. about the Seven Deadly Sins. I don't like creep. Um, it's educational. I don't like well, creep. Yeah, yeah, no, you know. And then number two is Lizzie McGuire movie. Love it. Super good. Hell it's yeah, like, I love watching that. It's got a modern take on Roman Holiday, yep, right? Love it. And then Crash, great movie about racism. I have, uh, to, the, I have to get that. Yeah, the guy who made it did like in the middle of the night. Like he woke in the middle of the night and wrote the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then it won Best Picture. Wow. It's really good. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. To play favorites. Okay. Because we, we play go. favorites here. Um, movie. <gasps> Sound of Music. That's, <laughs> that's Freddie's favorite musical. He loves are it. Are you serious? Loves it. Actually, and then The Greatest Showman. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So good. How about book? Um, Sophie's Choice. Okay. From the, the 1980s. Yeah, so, yep. Um, okay, how about a church book and encyclical? Oh, the joy of the gospel by Pope Francis. That's um, God. What's the word? Uh, About uh, Evangelium. Evangelium Vitae. Yeah, you can speak. Yeah, yeah you can speak Italian. And that's Latin. That's Latin. But, I know. But I, I, that's actually you know I haven't read as many encyclicals as you, but I have read that one. Yeah, that is a good one. It's a but good one. But you can only one. read like a page at a time because there's so much in there. I know, but yeah. it's so good mm -hmm. in helping us to pass on that faith. Yeah, how parents and he talks a lot about parents with it, and you know he. I, by the way, here I'm. Putting this just go, just go. You know what? At Ash Wednesday mm -hmm. this year, yeah. Pope Francis said, he said, parents, put down your phones and pick up the Bible. <laughs> ah, how's that? That's great. I think he meant like in the home, mm -hmm. put down your phones and maybe read the Bible with the kids or just Bible stories or talk to them. Or, you know? I, I shared an article a couple of years ago. It wasn't when I was principal here, but uh, with my last school about um, how we parents when we're holding a phone. And it's just so different because I see my kids when they're on the screen and it's annoying. Um, but uh, can't stand it. The way the the same thing happens in my brain, where yep. I get this immediate yep, yep, kind yep, of yep, thing yep. happening, and so then when a kid says, "Hey, Dad," I don't say, "Yeah, what's up?" I'm like, "Oh, just a second. Yeah, be, yeah. And you know why I even think put down the phone and have the game night, even if you yeah. don't read the. But you know, yeah, read a little scripture, pray with him, put down that phone. Um, yeah, that's a good insight. Okay. I think that um, because Benedict was such an intellectual, like. I don't know. I don't want to say giant, but like he was, I, I feel like um, Pope Francis's uh, intellectual like strength is, is 
overlooked because I think he is really, really. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think, and he just says, you know, new methods, new ardor, and that whole new evangelization. He's taken that to a whole new level, mm -hmm. you know, and to yeah. to really force us to get out of our comfort zones. Yeah, and for parents to force themselves out of the comfort like zone. Like have that conversation because we you know what, about. and we have found from um, and I know that you have catechesis of the Good Shepherd next year. Should, we, you, we have it at St. Patrick's, but, but you, and you should have someone from that to come and be on your podcast because all Ooh. the because when I was writing my doctorate um, for preaching, so interesting how the young child has a natural desire for God, yeah, for the transcendent. So we can't start too young with children, even talking about Jesus and how much Jesus is with them. I can remember when I was a little girl, I'd have nightmares in the middle of the night and my mom would come in and we would immediately, she would say, let's say a Hail Mary. So we can do little things like that. Cool. Um, how about favorite outdoor activity? I know you're a big... Uh, walker. Walking. Walker, hiking. I, I shouldn't say hiking because a lot of people think that's mountain, but I just love to walk. Well, hike at like Hartman Reserve and stuff. Yeah. Uh, how about favorite grandkids? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, Jimmy, Ellie, and no Johnny. No I might want to put down Bobby, James, and Marette. No, and, no, they're not and listening. And Genevieve, and maybe um, Lila, and Elon, and maybe um, Sevy. But other, no, but Freddie, Jimmy, Ellie, and Johnny. How about food? Favorite food? Um, peanut butter. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love peanut butter. I've known butter. you for 20 years. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, can I ask this? Favorite sacrament? Sac actually, baptism, probably. Really? Well, I mean, for I go to try to go to daily mass, so mm -hmm. Eucharist is that which sustains me. Sure. But there's nothing like baptism when it's done well. And if you have not been to the... Um, Easter Vigil? Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't... I would encourage anybody to go, and especially to see adult baptism. And mm -hmm. when they, they go into the water and they come Dunk out, them. oh, my gosh, there's nothing more exciting. <laughs> and to, to renew those baptism promises, yeah. Uh, totally shifting gears. Favorite item of clothing? Black turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> all you wear. Uh -huh, you have a whole closet stuff. full of black turtlenecks. I don't know. What. Uh, how about favorite place to visit? The sex Cedar Rapids. The sex house. It's always a party. Um, how about uh, favorite pope? I would say Francis. Really? I I love John Paul II yeah. because you know what? With the um, World Youth Day, I went on to a couple. I went to Denver for that, and yeah. that was so exciting. And just the way he really um, encouraged young people. To be be the church and to be involved yeah. in the church, he called forth so many young people, yeah. and his documents, you know, on the theology of the body and stuff, are just really profound. Yeah, really changed yeah. a lot. In the yeah, change a lot. Not change. I wouldn't say change. Not but really, change, but explain. We're it. so careful about our verbiage, aren't we? Well, yeah, <laughs> Amplified no, or solidified. Yeah, no, or... but really, yeah. Um, how about your favorite taco condiment? Um, Dorito, <laughs> Doritos. You put Doritos in your tacos? Well, ta the chips. You know, not okay. in my tacos. Chips. Okay. Oh, hey, we're in the office. We have a student with us now. Hi, yeah. say, hi you're on the podcast. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> you got one. it. Dorito chips. See? I, it's actually like a taco salad. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big smile, Hannah. Yeah. How about last one? Favorite subject when you were in school? I like cheerleading. <laughs> they taught that at Columbus? What the heck was happening? Um, uh, my favorite subject... Ah, I can't even quite remember to tell you. Isn't that what? terrible? It, was, it wasn't like religion. 
No, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily, okay, no. That's no. Fine. no, you know what? My faith really um, took a different turn, I think, when I was a young mom. After right after I had Laura, mm-hmm. I met this woman named Becky. And she she invited me to um, a Bible study, and that really awakened everything in me and my faith and really uh, made it come alive. That really, so I would encourage any parent to really deepen their own faith by getting into a Bible study or something that the parish is offering. Awesome. Um, Anything else you want to say before we head off on our merry way here today? Well, I just hope everybody, you know, they take it to heart that this is the most important thing. And um, a lot of I know a lot of parents, we have grandparent ministry now, too, and who feel so badly because their children aren't in the faith. It's not that they didn't practice it at home, but children um, can make their own decisions. But I think never give up hope. Keep praying. Keep witnessing. We don't know. The story's not done until the story's done. And so God is over everything and we'll bring everything to fruition we'll end on that thanks for coming in, Mary. oh my pleasure it was such a great time